All right, we are back. I'm Janine. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM. Standing by for the next segment is director Liz Manischel. She's joining me to talk about her film, Speed of Life. Good morning. Morning. Congratulations on your film, Speed of Life. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about Thank this. You. It was so cool with the David Bowie tie-in. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird movie. Um, it's part love letter to David Bowie. It's part dystopic sci-fi film, and it's part like romantic dramedy. So it's a, a pretty unusual film. Yeah, and how? What was the casting like? I mean, was it, was it tough, or did you find the right people right away? Well, um, I cast my own movies, mm-hmm. so it's a longer process than if you were to work with a casting director. But I really did just reach out to people that I thought were badass talent. Yes. So um, Ann Dowd was always our number one to play our lead. And then I think everyone uh, just humored me, but really came <laughs> on board to work with Ann. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so um, tell, give us a little taste of, without giving too much away, of what it's about. Sure. Um, The opening scene is um, a couple fighting because uh, David Bowie died and our protagonist doesn't feel that her partner, uh, Edward, really gets her or gets the importance of the death. And uh, what spins off from that is a time travel romantic dramedy. I'm trying not to give too much away, but there's a wormhole. There's a lot of... um, it's a dark future that we head towards in 2040, and uh, it tackles topics like ageism and, um, and isolationism and um, the overreach of technology. Wow. So tell me about your backstory, how you became a filmmaker. Well, um, it's kind of dorky. Um, when <laughs> I was 16, I saw this really pretentious French film called Stolen Kisses, and I had an epiphany, and I'm not uh, a religious individual, but I had one of these moments where I felt like this is what I want to do. I want to make movies, and uh, I've been basing my entire life off of this ridiculous moment that I had when I was 16. Why was it so ridiculous? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, when you're 16, you have, like, peaks and valleys of tons of emotions and hormones. Like, it could have just been that I, like, didn't eat enough that day. It could have been anything. Uh, But I felt this, like, really strong conviction that I should go into entertainment. That's amazing. And uh, I'm I'm there. (laughs) Plug it along. (laughs) Has it been a long, strange trip getting there? Yeah. I mean, I've been a film critic. Um, I work in distribution. I bootstrap my films, so nothing. It's not like I'm a studio director and people hand me money to make movies. I'm very much in the DIY grassroots world where I'm constantly trying to put together projects, um, and they take several years. So I'm very aware this industry is really challenging, whether you're a writer, actor, director, producer, whatever you may be. What do you do, because the theme of my show, well, the name of the show is Get the Funk Out, what do, you, what do you do to take care of yourself and, you know, keep going when you when other people might say, uh, what are you thinking with this project? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, it takes a lot of, I call it a filmmaker delusion. Okay. It takes, like, a lot of um, self-imposed, or, or maybe you're just born with it, but this kind of delusional quality where you have to convince yourself that this is a, you know, a masterpiece and it has to get on the world and you have to make sacrifices. And then when you make the movie, you know, you have another reckoning of what the actual quality of the project is. But yeah, you have to kind of um, go in and force yourself to 
push forward blindly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in terms of um, taking care of yourself, I don't do a great job of that. And um, (laughs) I I cut out caffeine. (laughs) I like honesty. You cut out caffeine. I'm sorry. We have to wrap. (laughs) (laughs) I found that I was suffering like way too much anxiety by having caffeine in my diet because of all of the, you know, you know, this just like when you're overcommitted, when you add that to your your diet, it just gets um, a little too much for me. Right. So, um, I have a baby, I have a dog and, um, they get my weekends and evenings and, um, everything else is just pure anxiety. Sure. Two 6am alarm clocks. I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Get it. Yep. (laughs) Um, what advice would you give for people that, uh, want to do what you're doing? I absolutely say do it. I think, um, I was a very, I am very repressed, but I was a pretty unhappy, repressed individual until I made my first film because I just, every day was, you know, I want to do this. Why can't I do this? It's really hard to make movies. I'll never do it. You know, there were a lot of um, doubts and woes and um, kind of circular logic. And then once I made my first film, I felt a lot more confident and I realized that it's just a long to-do list. Making a movie is just like a really, really long to-do list and and knocking tasks and there's nothing mystical and there's nothing, um, you know, I think that directors get shrouded in this kind of mysticism and they get worshipped and adored and um, that's probably pretty unhealthy. Uh, But it's also unhealthy for the, the aspiring filmmaker because they think they need to have some sort of ineffable quality and it's not true. Uh, So I would just say, make the movie. Um, It'll make you feel a lot better. I think you just need resilience and drive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, those are the ineffable qualities. They're, I guess they're effable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what's, what's interesting is I went to the screenwriting program here at UCI and what a feeling when you finally finish that project, whether it's a script, obviously for you a film, what was that like? I mean, I live for picture lock. It is, that's the high that I live for. But uh, when you finish the script, it's like one tenth the journey, yeah. right? So right. I, I don't feel that great when I finish a script. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel good until like the drives are backed up three times and yeah. I, you know, have a timeline that I'm happy with. Sure. Um, but what, for, for this film, what has it been like releasing it? What, what have you been hearing about it? Well, um, I hired a publicist for the first time, which is Mm -hmm. why I'm here, which is really an honor. So thank you. And um, I'm trying to more seriously self-promote. And um, I realized that it's a marathon. It's not not a sprint. And so in this scenario of releasing this film, this is my second feature, I'm trying to focus more on taking myself seriously as a director and not just push the film, but to push myself. Because I realized that there, there is like a roster or there's kind of this short list of people who are top of mind in the indie world. And my goal is to get on that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's no different from an author that publishes a book and then they're just thinking, okay, what's next? And how do I get this out there? And you get discouraged and then you have little highs and lows and you got to yeah. just keep going. Yeah, and it is, it is just a constant reminder that... Um, and I, this film is doing quite well, and we're going to be on Showtime in the spring. Oh, and great. we, you know, played like, you know, uh, over a dozen really good film festivals. And I only applied to maybe 
you know, 30. So our ratio is actually quite high. But um, I think when you have that filmmaker delusion or that artist delusion, uh, you imagine you're going to take over the world with your film. And, and it's just constantly a reminder that we're going to break new barriers and break open doors with every project. But it won't be till you know, 30 years down the line that I'll see a real impact with my career. And so that's kind of a fun, it's fun to be on the second step or the second run, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Do you have your next project already lined up or are you already doing it? I do. Um, I'm in production of my third feature and I have a draft of my fourth feature written. And the third feature is called Lady Parts. And I did not write it, uh, but it is the story of a woman who um, has preventative surgery, okay. like um, an oophorectomy and a mastectomy to avoid cancer diagnosis. Okay. Um, and these organs get ex- excised from her body, and then they start coming alive and talking to her and advising her on her life. Wow. So it's um, a very dark comedy yeah. <laughs> about cancer, uh, and we're using puppets, and I, I'm oh really, gosh. really excited for it. Okay, yeah. if you're casting, I'm in. I'd want to audition. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I'll be a puppet. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good. Hysterical. Oh, where are you based out of, L.A.? I'm in L.A. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in... I'm currently in a WeWork, by the way. I'm like in the phone booth of a WeWork in Century City, but I live in Los Angeles. That's so funny. I've been in one of those. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, they're great. I work for a company called Picture Motion, and um, instead of using, you know, the money for overhead for, you know, an office for like four employees, that money goes into the work and the salaries of of the workers. Um, yeah. I, I want to give out the information on your trailer and wh- where to find more information. It's speedoflifefilm.com? Correct. And um, also, I just like to freely give out my email address. It's just my name, lizmanichelle.com. Uh, sorry, lizmanichelle at gmail.com, just because um, I can share all the links on how to see the film. And I just like to have a dialogue with right. anyone who's willing to watch my movies. But at speedoflifefilm.com, there'll be a tab that sh- gets you exactly to the platform that you want to see the film and you can see press and festivals and you know general information by the way how did you choose music from david bowie and not some other band well i love david bowie and when he died i really was very bummed out and i got writer's block and so i put him into the movie thinking i would take him out but then i realized that david bowie um you mentioned his name in a conversation and people smile oh, like yeah. he's a, a unifier culturally. And I, I thought writing the film in 2016 and tributing it to him was a good, you know, marker of time and culture. Yes. No, I love it. Let me spell your name for people who want to get in touch <laughs> with you. Uh, it's Liz. And then last name, M-A-N-A-S-H-I-L. And I put all your info on my show blog, which is get the funk dot org. And your website, again, is speedoflifefilm.com. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations. Thanks. Okay. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye. All right. If you missed any part of my conversation with Liz, uh, like I said, everything will be on my show blog. But right now, her complete bio and information about the film is on there. If you want to find out about being a guest, you can always shoot me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. I just want to mention where to find us on social. Twitter is at KUCI-FM, Instagram at KUCI-FM, Tumblr, blog.kuci.org, and on Facebook, 
KUCI 88.9. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back. I have a few more guests coming up. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM. The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org. The following safety announcement is produced by KUCI 88.9 FM and the UCI Police Department. Hi, this is Randy Steiner with the UCI Police Department. When walking on campus, be aware of your surroundings and the people around you. Walk with confidence and avoid poorly lit areas. Become familiar with the blue light phones located throughout campus, housing communities, and parking structures. They provide 24-hour direct communication to the UCI Police Department and can be used to report a crime, fire, medical emergency, or suspicious activity. Here's how they work. Simply push the button and you are immediately transferred to a UCI police dispatcher. The blue light strobe flashes and the dispatched officer can find your location. The receiver picks up sounds within a 15-foot radius. Be ready to answer questions about the nature of your call. Always walk with a friend, especially at night. If needed, call UCI Police Safety Escorts at 949-824-SAFE. They provide a free safety escort to your campus destination 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. For more information, visit www.police.uci.edu. 